Our gospel lesson this morning is from Matthew 20, 1 through 16, and you will find it on page 1529 in the Pew Bibles. If you are able, please stand. For the kingdom of heaven is like a landowner who went out early in the morning to hire men to work in the vineyard. He agreed to pay them a denarius for the day and sent them out into the vineyard. About the third hour he went out and saw others standing in the marketplace doing nothing. He told them, you also go and work in the vineyard and I will pay you whatever is right. And so they went. He went out again about the sixth hour and the ninth hour and did the same thing. About the eleventh hour he went out and found others standing around. He asked them, why have you been standing here all day doing nothing? No one has hired us, they answered. He said to them, you also go and work in my vineyard. When the evening came, the owner of the vineyard said to the foreman, call the workers and pay them their wages, beginning with the last ones hired and going on to the first. The workers who were hired about the 11th hour came and each received a denarius. So when those came who were hired first, they expected to receive more but each one of them also received a denarius. When they received it, they began to grumble against the landowner. These men were hired last and worked only one hour, they said, and you have made them equal to us who have borne the burden of the work and the heat of the day. But he answered one of them, friend, I am not being unfair to you. Didn't you agree to work for a denarius? Take your pay and go. I want to give I want to give the man who was hired last the same as I gave you. Don't I have the right to do what I want to do with my own money? Or are you envious because I am generous? So the last will be first, and the first will be last. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. You may be seated. Well, today is World Communion Sunday, and this is the... Uh, Sunday that we recognize the church to be the universal inclusive church. Uh, what does that mean? It means that we recognize and acknowledge that Jesus Christ's body is made up of different members, not just United Methodists not just Protestants. Today we begin a new sermon series. It's called The Long Haul, The True Nature of Discipleship, The Everyday Challenges We Face. Today we begin this new series, and this series reminds us that the journey of discipleship or, or our faith journey, it's a marathon. It's not a sprint. And this journey involves ongoing learning for us as followers of Jesus Christ. And this learning classroom takes place in our everyday living. So the everyday burden is living as a disciple of Jesus Christ, living through the lens of the kingdom of God and not through the lens of society standards. That's why we show up every Sunday morning to be reminded of what it means to be kingdom citizens, 
even as we live in a society whose standards are countercultural to the kingdom of God. And let's face it, we, we need to be reminded because we're constantly being challenged like everyone else, striving to be the best and do the best for children and parents and loved ones, struggling to make ends meet. She looked normal. She was working. And yet, when I asked her, how can I be in prayer for you, she said to me, pray that I can find a job that will pay more than this job and I'm homeless. Never would have known it. People struggling to make ends meet. And oh, by the way, she was a stranger. She looked like everything was fine, but it wasn't. People looking for a place of belonging where they can be accepted for who they are and not being judged or talked about because they do not look like nor act like anyone else. So many challenges that people are facing, trying to cope in the midst of a, at a high, in the midst of a high anxiety level, not only as a society, but also as individuals. Let's face it, this thought of a government shutdown has led people to feel as though they really are out of control and there is a sense of helplessness and hopelessness. Yes, we come to this place as kingdom citizens to be reminded of who we are and whose we are and how we're called to live in this society. So let us very briefly look at the two passages that you've read during this past week and also that you've heard in part on today. In both the Exodus passage and the parable of the laborers or workers in the vineyard, we see the creation of a new people. In the Exodus passage, remember, God has brought the Israelites out of Egypt, Egypt, that place where people worship many gods. He's brought them out in order to create a new people that will discover who God is and who will abide by God's laws. In the parable, Jesus desires the listeners to understand the kingdom of God by using symbols that first century listeners can relate to. Yes, Jesus is also striving to create a new community of people who do not live according to society's standards. As we look at the text, the gospel lesson, let me just say to you, we're going to talk about fair wages and just compensation at another time. Because let me just share this with you. Newsflash, uh, the, the owner of the, of the vineyard paid each person a denarius. That was barely sufficient for one person to survive on, let alone an entire family. So after I've said that, you're now having to rethink who was, the, who was the landowner. Jesus seeks to create a new people who strive to understand the reign of God in the midst of a culture that they live in, may I say that we live in, a culture of competition, a culture of rich versus poor, a culture of superiority versus inferiority, a culture of visible, visibility versus invisibility. Jesus seeks to create a new people 
who strive to understand the reign of God in the midst of the culture. Jesus is in the process of creating us, these, those of us who are followers of Jesus, who are striving to be disciples. He is shaping us and molding us through our everyday experiences so that we can become kingdom people. You've noticed that in both texts there are a lot of grumblers. I don't know about you, but um, I, I sometimes run into grumblers. I recall one of the members of our worship design team saying after looking at the text, he said, there sure, there sure is a lot of grumbling going on. I would suggest to you, dear ones, just as a side note, when we grumble and complain, it is really difficult to see what God is doing in our midst. So what can we glean from these two passages today? I want you to step back and look at them in the midst of people grumbling, in the midst of people thinking things are unfair, in the midst of people thinking they have the right to grumble, in the midst of people believing they have to right, the right to let God know what is fair and what is unfair, I want you to understand that these two texts remind us as we struggle with all of the challenges, as we struggle to live everyday burdens, as we struggle to learn what it means, to be kingdom citizens, I need you to hear this today, take hold of it and run with it. The God whom we serve is a God of grace and generosity and will make sure that we always have enough. And as I've demonstrated through the children's message, sometimes in order for someone to have enough, it will require the entire community to identify the need and then to meet that need. In this new reality of kingdom living, everyone will have what is needed. Everyone will have enough. Because the God whom we serve is a God of more than enough. Let us pray. Loving God, we look at the reality of life and we sometimes question whether or not you really can meet our needs. And yet you are asking us to remember what you've done for us in the past and now to trust you for the present, knowing that just as you provided in your own unique, unexpected ways in the past, just like you did with the children of Israel, providing for their needs in unexpected ways, you are still able to do the same for us. And so whatever the need might be, grant your children here today the courage, the hope, the desire to give to you their need and then help them to see the work that you are doing in their midst to meet that need. And if there's one who believes that their need is just so insurmountable that there's no way that, can, that their need can be met, give them the courage to speak not only to you, but to speak to this pastor, to a leader, so that together we can see how that need can be met. We bless you 
and we thank you for being who you are. May we go forth living as citizens of your kingdom, citizens who can rest in your promises, citizens who can trust you, even for that that appears to be impossible because you are a God who will always provide us with enough. In Jesus Christ's name, I pray with thanksgiving. Amen.